0: Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we are having conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are harnessing the opportunities to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that will help you along your military life journey. Welcome everyone. This is Heather Campbell, and we are so thankful that you have joined us on the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we dive into the uniqueness of the military family journey by helping you build a life, a community, and a home you love when you are not in control of where you will call home next. Hey everyone, welcome back. I am so excited for spring. If you are listening to this episode, then hopefully it is warm where you are. Where I am, it is warmer. Not quite fully spring by most people's standards, but here in Alaska, we take what we can get. But as we are getting ready for spring and summer, I have a very sweet friend, Maria Reed, here with us today. Maria, thank you for being here. I know we're going to be talking about home trends in 2023 and how we make this work in the military. But before we get started, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and what you do. I know we've had you here on the podcast before, which is why I wanted to bring you back because you are such a wealth of knowledge and I feel like I could probably just have you on like once a quarter and still learn from you. So please uh, tell us a little bit about yourself
1: i appreciate that thank you so much for having me on um a little bit about me i am a military spouse of 20 years mom of two one in college one about ready to go to a military academy i'm not ready for that at all i also created and produced a tv show that honors military families with surprise home makeovers and we were in alaska you were I i know I learned so much. Like, you you think you know, but you don't know. You don't know until you're actually in Alaska. But we were very excited to help support a military family. And now we're in year six of helping military families. And we're really excited about that. So shameless plug. If you guys don't know, go, go look at it. Moving with the military. It's available on VetStream TV, Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, YouTube, all the things. So w- watch it. If you know of a family, veteran or active duty military family that is in need, please send us a message. We'd love to um, hear their story and see if we can help.
0: I love watching all of them. It's really fun too, like getting sometimes the inside scoop of like the ones that you're going to be working on because you'll go to different locations or you'll ask for, you know, people, you know, to, to give insight about that. So that's really, really fun. I love watching them after they've been done and and seeing all the editing, but I also love when I know ahead of time what you're working on and then I get to see the finished product. I'm like, oh man, like I know some of the behind the scenes on that. Like that was- The chaos.
1: I feel like I should just wear like a head cam all the time so that people could actually see just how nuts- it is most of the time because they see the edit and the edit's great. We do, you know, put a lot of the chaos in. but sometimes I, you know, I've been painting rooms at three o'clock in the morning by myself, crying in a corner going, what? I've had no sleep. I've had no food, but I got to get this done because this family needs this. So yeah,
0: I much. kind of actually love this idea. Like now my, my sweet little ADHD wheels, right? There's a bunch of them and they, they all uh, turn at different speeds. I'm thinking like this would be really great if you had it as part of your social media, because I think in the military, we have this chaos that we don't often share and we sort of curate it and present it and, and tell the nice things to our family members back home or our civilian counterparts. But I don't know, maybe it'll be something fun when those really crazy things happen. You'll, you'll be able to film it and then maybe show it in the process or maybe after like, Hey, did you guys like how great that looks? Here was a crazy part of it. So yeah, there's it's no shortage of stories, you, I'm sure it's funny that you say that because
1: producing the show, people are like, Oh, you're a producer. Yes, but I'm actually an active duty military spouse. So this is my real life. We were in the process of doing this makeover, everything was happening. I get the call, my husband's coming home from deployment. And I'm like, uh, 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 like I'm I'm already out of where I was. I'm in the next country, and I'm and my whole brain is like, Yes, I'm so excited that you're coming home. And then at the same time, it's like Oh my gosh, I'm in the middle of this job. <laughs> what do I do? Then he arrived, it was like three in the morning I had to be back on
0: location at five in the morning. I'm like, how, how do we do all this? We got it done. We got yeah, it done. That's like, that could just be like the military spouse motto. Like I, we got it done. It's okay. We got it done.
1: It was a fun. chaos, absolutely, but we got it done.
0: Anyway. I right. love that. Well, speaking of getting it done. Okay. So today we're going to talk about home decor trends. And one, I am like not a super trendy person. I'm very practical and I wish that I could be a minimalist, but I am the only one of the five people that live in my home who share that mentality. So <laughs> we are not minimalists. But tell me a little bit about sort of what's trending in 2023. I know there's like a color of the year every year and we see new things. I'm starting to see crop tops and wide leg jeans and like, you know, 1995, me is, is hiding inside somewhere, you know, screaming. Um, so that's on fashion. But tell me what is trending this year and kind of what we can be looking for. Oh, but the 90s are
1: back in full force. Like it is, it is all in. I think we've spent so much time throughout the last 10 years of, you know, loving neutral and white on white and cream on cream and beige on beige and and all this neutral, 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 which I will preface by saying, if you are ADHD, self-included, or your kids are ADHD, neutral is actually very good because it is not distracting. Mm. So I am not opposed to neutral colors. However, having lived in military housing over and over and over again, you know, white walls, we've heard that, so many times the white walls are just like, uh, I need some color in my life. Yes. So right now the trend, and let me also say trend comes, you know, it's that word trendy, which means it's in now. Doesn't mean right. it's going to stay in. So keep that in mind with trends. But color, it's all about color right now. You know, the wall's a color, the ceiling's a color. And I think it comes from having been neutral and loving neutrals for so long that, you know, designers, all the magazines are over it. They want to see color, 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 color. I I wonder
0: too, like how much of that came from the pandemic that we had these beautifully curated neutral homes and we all got kind of locked in them for a while. I was in the South at the time. So I was in a part of the country that didn't really believe in most of the restrictions, which worked to my benefit because we weren't locked at home for a super long time. But there are parts of the country that are still really COVID cautious so I wonder if you know everyone went home and like dang this is a lot of white and gray you know I'm kind of over it Exactly That did happen. And
1: what we saw during COVID was that home improvements skyrocketed because people were in their spaces, in their homes for so long, hours and days and weeks and months on end, that they just looked at that and would say, I hate that wall. I'm going to paint that wall. So yes, we have this explosion of color. But with military families, I often hear I'm petrified. Mm. I'm petrified to paint. And I'm like, why? It's just paint. Paint over it but it requires effort. And I don't mean that military families don't want to put in effort, but you've got to look at your situation. Do you have littles? Do you have, you know, what does your life look like? What are you capable of giving? So not painting the walls is okay. It can be a white wall, but you can add color in many different ways. Number one, art. The Mm -hmm. art that goes on the wall. A lot of color right there. Curtains, throw pillows, area rugs. I love, love colored furniture, mm-hmm. but that is not necessarily always the most practical or cost-effective way to do it. Right. You may want to look at, at other solutions, but bringing in color in other ways with your you know lampshades, just thinking of, of those accessory items are a much better way to bring in all that color than this. as a military family or someone who moves a lot, a renter, that's a great way to do it without spending a lot and without having to paint walls.
0: Yes. And I have recently discovered just in the last couple of years, peelable wallpaper like that. So we we did some renovations and some upgrades on a a camper that we had to live in while we crossed the continent during the pandemic. And so that was the best way to just give consistency to our family, not have to worry about different COVID precautions in locations as we just kind of self-contained in our car and our camper but we definitely repainted the cabinets we we did like an upper and a lower so the lower was bright and then we put in peel and stick wallpaper and here in our housing you know we're in Alaska and we spend a lot of time inside like a lot a lot and there's not always daylight now i will say 6 months out of the year we have more than 12 hours of daylight so right now in the spring all the way until late September we are at more than 12 hours of daylight. So even now in March, my sun doesn't go down until almost 9 p.m. So we're in light season now. So I am much cheerier and happier talking to me today. But I've seen people do like peel and stick like backsplashes or like a, a wallpaper that looks like a backsplash or, you know, add knobs into their cabinetry or just really simple things that can make that space feel very welcoming and more customized, but is relatively easy to undo when they move. So that It gets my brain thinking about, you know, how we can do some of these things like adding color with lampshades and and furniture and wallpaper and that kind of thing. You just
1: said it and I was like, is it in this room? And it's not. So when you said lampshade, we just bought um, this horrible, very ugly, very beat lamp and the shade even had like dents in it. But I'm like, I'm going to fix it. I used removable wallpaper around The whole, I covered the entire lampshade with it, covered up all the dings, the dents, brought in color, brought in texture because it was a textured wallpaper and it had a pattern. So I brought in all those elements and these were scrap pieces that I had left over from some makeover that I did years ago, but I had it. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to bring it in in another way. So I love removable wallpaper. It is not always the least expensive option.
0: I'm a budget girl, so I have to buy it when it's on sale or like if I have the, on, you know, the Michael's 40% off coupon. I, I'm very uh, well acquainted with their. Yes. <laughs> those, are,
1: those are the times, or consider doing an accent. So if you have, say, built ins or built in looking built ins, you could put the removable wallpaper on the back side. Mm-hmm. Or, like, as I'm looking at my shelving unit, you know, on the back side. And that way, because mine's all white, but I can bring in color. And then I am not using a lot of it. It's That's right. So you can often get samples online, either free or at a very low cost. And if it's a small enough thing that you want to do, you can use sample pieces, but I, you know, saving money wherever we can. I love removable wallpaper. It is my favorite, but I would be doing a one focal wall and not an entire room because it gets pricey.
0: Agreed. Yeah. I also found that when I put it in my camper, like, okay, it's only going in this, this one section and it looks so nice. and, And it turned out really great and the rest we just painted like a, a neutral color
1: another way to do that if i may is block painting so oh. you're not going to paint the entire wall but you can literally paint a strip all the way across the wall halfway across the wall add another geometric shape so you're adding it by, and you can buy sample paints small dollars right. because you're not painting an entire wall and then it's also less to paint back when you're leaving because i'm just going to paint this area
0: Yeah. As somebody who is moving this summer, I can appreciate that like undoing of the house and how do we prepare to leave? Right. How do I keep my belongings safe and secure, but also. Get this home ready for someone else to live in it because I will no longer be living here. So yeah, that is good to know. Like this is a great way to do it without having to repaint, you know, a whole room or a whole wall. And, you know, that has me thinking with moving so frequently, like you said, whether you're renters or myself or a military family, what items can I feel comfortable letting go of? Again, I wish that my family was minimalist. So I don't really have a problem like getting the things out of here. Um, I just I want to get rid of all of the things, but If there was something that we were holding on to, we're like, well, maybe this will come back in. What can we let go of? What do we not have to worry about anymore?
1: And I might get a lot of hate. Let go of the farmhouse. Let it go. (laughs) If you don't live somewhere that is like in the country, farmhouses is is, is no. Now, there is a modern take on that, a modern farmhouse, which is super popular in Texas. It's like everywhere in Mm -hmm. Austin. I get that. You know, I do. But we hold on to things, I think, as military families, and correct me if you think I'm wrong here, not because we love it, but because it has a memory. It has a memory. We're attached to that. And I am staring at another piece in my room. It is my daughter's amoir that we've had. It's the one thing we've had since she was born. Mm-hmm. And I refuse to get rid of it. It has PCS'd with us on every single PCS. It is heavy as all get out because we We bought it before my husband went back into the military, but I just can't seem to part with it. Does it go with the aesthetic of this room? No, not at all. Not even a little bit. That's why it's over there and you don't see it, but (laughs) it's, it's a memory. And I think as military families, it's hard for us to let go of things because even this year I had to work with my daughter, which I love having her home. She came home for this semester we were purging this This was, as you just see these lovely little photos, this was a crazy room. It had over 1500 pounds of stuff, random paper things. And I would pick it up and show my daughter, do you remember when you had this? And she's like, no, I've got no clue what that is, what that even is. It was hard for me to let go. And I almost needed permission from her to Mm. go mom. Just let that go. So taking photographs of a lot of these things that we hold on to, making a scrapbook with that, even a digital scrapbook, is a great way to keep those memories. But things that we can let go of are things that, number one, are they broken? Are they held up with uh, some duct tape? Because I had that table. Have you, Has your family outgrown it? Do you really need that? And I am a big fan of modular furniture. Not yeah, the nice. big giant wrap around sofa with the cup holder and you know, like the I don't even know what those oh, the are. The recliner, the recliner, like the foot rest, yeah. My husband loves those. Oh my gosh, if we had one in every room, he'd be a super happy man. I think they're ugly, they're so ugly. But for some reason, and military families may think maybe other families may think bigger is better. No, it is not. Think of scale, mm-hmm. and when furniture is modular you can separate pieces because you never know what you're going to get in the next house. It's true. So things that only fit in this one space, in this one house, I do not recommend buying, nor do I recommend keeping.
0: That's such a good reminder. I have a piece right now that was initially like a nightstand, and then it went with our guest room furniture, and then because we were a young, one-income military family, it was the end table in the living room for a while because the furniture changed, and the layout changed, in the new house, and and a piece needed to go where we didn't have a piece, right? And so now we've replaced them, but we are relocating again, and it's a solid wood piece, right? It's been through a couple of moves. It's kind of hard to destroy. My three tiny children and dog and four PCSs haven't destroyed it, so I'm not purging it, Oh, no, it's solid, like I said, solid. It's like and neat. it doesn't have a home right now. So it's just sort of like found a spot that it lives and it is near our kitchen. And we put the um like the bulk trash, like the boxes and the empty milk jug, like on there. And every couple of days we take those things out to the trash. And that's just sort of its function right now. But as we move, it might go in a landing, it might go in a guest room again might be an end table again, but that's one of those that like, hasn't gone. But yeah, I well, think like, our recliner might go this time. I, I, yeah. I don't love it anymore. It doesn't serve us well anymore. Are know. there
1: any pieces that you have picked up in Alaska that are like Alaskan? Like you don't want to get rid of that because it is part of it. You know, it's part of your journey and part of your story. And I say that to families who've been in Korea or have been in other, you know, Germany, there are some pieces that you pick up that tell your story you don't want to buy. I am not a fan of buying all the furniture in just one spot. I want to curate it.
0: Ours okay. is more with decor. So our guest room has stayed Alaska themed, even when we went to Alabama before we came back to Alaska. So our, our bedspread is like moose and bears. And um we have a a very big wall print that's black and white, which is pretty classic. And it's of Denali, which is, you know, the big mountain here in Alaska. And it was from a NAF sale and non-appropriated funds. Our lodging on our base was redoing their decor. And I bought this egregiously large print for like $4 when we were 28. And I keep that. And that goes in our guest room. And, um, We also had Northern Lights photos done that are on a metal print by a local photographer. And so that goes wherever we are and is in one of our main rooms and becomes a conversation piece because it's our family under the Northern Lights. So those kinds of things, even though I really like a neutral decor and I like pieces that are modular and, you know, this was in a a guest room and now it's in an entryway and those things that can move around. Those are really special things from that season of our family that we're just going to have to find a way to work it in no matter where we live.
1: I agree. I agree. That tells your story. But I guess that the to answer the question, what things to get rid of, one of the easiest things to do is really work with your kids and see what they've outgrown, what they don't use, because we don't realize how much toys. And my son still to this day, and he's 18, six foot three, big boy. Mm-hmm. He still has some of the same pieces of furniture from when he was four. But I've over time... Not the same bad guys, not the same bed. No, not the same. He's bigger dude. But you know, the end tables. He had this other table, a shelving. I've repainted them and DIY'd them and kind of tried to make it, you know, more team friendly. And knowing that we were gonna move so much, going, I'm not gonna rebuy furniture that's just gonna get beat and beat and beat. Now we're in a different place where we could. We could, you know, I did buy him a new dresser. I bought him other things, but it's taking a look at your circumstances your family dynamic, your family situation on what you really can get rid of, what can you afford? Are you going somewhere where buying furniture is easy? Found that out when we went to Alaska. Buying furniture is not easy. No, it's not. It was very complicated. So, you know, looking at those things and using, you know, your Facebook marketplace or other online marketplaces to buy and sell.
0: Oh, I'm a big fan of Facebook Marketplace. I'm going to pause really quick. We are going to hear a quick ad from our sponsor for today, Armed Forces Bank. We cannot do what we do here at the Mill Housing Nation podcast without their support. So let's hear from them real quick. A full service military bank committed to serving those who serve since 1907. Armed Forces Bank provides a vast array of affordable and easily accessible financial products to both active and retired military and civilian clients in all 50 states and across the world. When you're in the military, your needs are different and your banking should be too. That's why no matter where you are stationed in the world, Armed Forces Bank strives to make everything from banking solutions to financial advice, personal, valuable, and convenient for you with numerous services, including online and mobile banking tools to help you bank on your schedule. Okay. Welcome back again. Thanks for Armed Forces Bank for being our sponsor for today's episode. And that's such a great segue into talking about finances. You know, we've talked about how do you stay on trend and how do you get furniture that's going to move and what can we get rid of, right? Farmhouse, if that wasn't already your aesthetic before Magnolia and Joanna Gaines brought it into the mainstream, then maybe it's something that you could let go, especially if you don't really love it and it doesn't serve you well. But how can we feel like we have a modern Space that's beautiful, that of course, as moms and as military families, I need something functional, right? So, how do we sort of continuously create comfortable, beautiful spaces and stay on trend when our space changes a lot? What are like your favorite things to have people look for?
1: First thing I would want people to do is try and figure out, and this changes over time, over circumstances, what seasons we're in in our lives, but Try and figure out what is your style. And when we do makeovers for military families, I feel like I'm a psychologist and a private investigator to figure out what someone actually likes. And I hear from military families all the time. I don't even know. Like, am I allowed to like something? Because Mm -hmm. like, how does we're going to move? And so I get that. One of the first things I recommend is building a Pinterest board. And starting to look at what you like, because I have heard quite often, oh, I just like neutrals. I don't like any color. I don't want any color at all. I want all neutral. It's so beautiful. Okay, let's start a Pinterest board and start putting in there all the things that you love that you gravitate to. Then a few days later, I open the Pinterest board and go, wow, there is not a single neutral thing in here. Because what they really like is color or what they really like is for a place to feel homey. Mm. And. They love the couch, even though it's this purple couch, but it looks like it's very comfortable. So it was very interesting to see that dynamic. So the first thing I recommend is trying to figure out what you like, not what's trending, not what what you see on Instagram and other people posting, because I'm going to be honest, I feel like 90% of what they post is fake because you see the front of the picture and then you don't see what's behind them. So I'm like, no, let's really look at it and what do you like and what works for your family. Then knowing that, I recommend always buying things that are classic. You and I have had this conversation about couches. I love a cognac leather couch that is never going to go out of style. It is Mm -hmm. beautiful, especially with leather. I don't worry a lot about spills. You get it protected. Okay, wipe that down. I had littles. Yep, wipe it down. You know, if you have animals, I mean, you've got to think about all the things that you have. But that's such a great piece that by itself, that color
0: Brings in color. Mm-hmm. And it's such a warm color. Here in the Arctic, we talk about Hugue a lot and Hugue lifestyle and really creating warm, inviting spaces that you want to sit and you you want people to feel welcomed. You want them to feel like they could stay a while. And there's a big difference in like a black leather couch and like a warm cognac color couch that just makes you like feel welcomed in. So I'm I'm with you. I don't have a couch like that. I still have couches from the little years that we kind of hoped the last move would kill and then we could just claim them. Why is that also? That the furniture you hope the movers kill, they don't. And the furniture you hope survives doesn't. But anyway, we still have couches that haven't died yet. Yes.
1: Because we don't want the pieces that we love to be the ones that get destroyed. But the ones that we don't really care about, like, go ahead and destroy that. Like, can I help you maybe destroy that? I totally understand. But I do recommend just pieces that are, are timeless. And, you know, we've seen it, the beautiful red couch, I've even put in a pink couch into a specific room. I love them, but know that they're not going to last very long, not because that they all get broken, but your taste will change over time. And the season that you're in, in your life, your taste change. So if you try and stay with some elements that are more classic and then bring in a little bit of the I don't want to call it, just bring in the fun, but bring in some other pieces. That's really helpful. And like I said, modular furniture, super important because if it doesn't work in your living room, Hey, maybe it works in a bedroom or it may work in the flex space. Got to be able to think where else can I use this piece of furniture? Because my layout will be different in the next house. It's not that it might be, it will be. It will be. Yeah, that's so true. So how can I move that and change that? And I am a firm believer of buying secondhand. And we just talked about it a second ago. Marketplace. I have found like restoration hardware, $8,000 couches for 250 bucks.
0: You know who would really appreciate this conversation? Ashley Goudermuth, our (laughs) Armed Forces Insurance uh, Air Force Spouse of the Year this year and very successful comedian. She does dumpster diving and she has had so many great stories of curb alerts and things that she has been able to snag during a PCS. So maybe I'll do a a follow-up episode or something. How to Dumpster Dive with Ashley Goudermuth. But um, I
1: love that. If I am fortunate enough to have her anywhere near me, I am just going to go like stalk her and run behind her. And I'm not a runner, but she is. So now I've got to run. Yeah, you
0: not. You oh, got to start training. I
1: got to start training, be ready for the marathon. I would love to, you know, do this with her because that would be so much fun. Just, just she's, she's hilarious. I love her, but always... To the point and impactful, which is is wonderful.
0: Yeah. And I, to you know, what we were saying, she's great at repurposing things or, or, you know, she picks up trash when she goes to run, but she always has really great stories from military life. So thinking about, okay, how can we find things secondhand? How can we stay on budget? How can we, you know, just embrace some things that can be really great in our lifestyle, which is seeing new places, unless you just keep getting sent to Alaska like me. And then, you know... <laughs> you see the same place over and over. But, you know, getting to see new places and getting to experience different cultures. And we've lived in Panama City Beach. We've been in the heart of the SEC. We're a sports family. So being in the deep south was really fun for us. Being in Alaska has taught us that we actually really like hiking, which like we're city folks and we didn't know that we liked it, but there's not a lot to do up here sometimes. So, you know, <laughs> you can find these different things about this lifestyle that are good, but you also have to embrace that as reality that. We are going to relocate and something that serves you well in one house doesn't serve you well in another. Even porch furniture, that's a whole, you know, it's outside of the house, but that's a whole nother thing. And so it's so interesting to, to hear from you. How do we stay on trend? How do we create beautiful spaces? How do we do this while keeping our budget and our lifestyle at the center of it, but still knowing that we have this ability? We don't have to be victims of our circumstance. We get to sort of take ownership of it and curate a life and a home that really fits us well. Exactly. And
1: I and, and if I can say it again, staying on trend is, is the thing that I almost don't want people to do because it will change. And then you've spent all this money. And if you're looking at, uh, and I often see it, especially with young military, I want it to look like Pinterest right now. Mm. It's over time. It's curated. It's, you know, it's things that you collect. And make your home. You build a home. It takes time. It takes time. It's not, if if you just want it to look like Pinterest, I'm like, put a picture up. Like, there you go. That's what it is. But really take a look at what you want, what you value, your family. Find affordable pieces, really look at secondhand DIY. And sometimes DIYing is more expensive than actually buying it. I'm not going to lie, because if you do not have experience doing it, you may spend more on the materials and and everything that you need. Again, DIYing is, I I also believe it's learned and it's over time, but take a look and don't hate, don't hate what you have. I think there's ways to love it and not just go, okay, this is disposable and I'm just going to get rid of this.
0: I love that. And, you know, investing in those pieces that are classic or like my solid wood end table that has moved multiple rooms in multiple houses and will probably get refinished, but is going to be a piece that it functions well in multiple capacities. So that's, that's here to stay, I think, for a while. Unlike the dresser that it matches, things to purge when you move. Uh, we have a dresser that's missing a leg. Uh. Getting furniture in Alaska is very, very difficult. And the dresser itself is still so functional. It just like leans against the wall. So we took a block of wood and propped it up under the back corner and we're like when we leave this house right because we know we we relocate when we relocate this piece will not go with us but for right now because of where we are and the um difficulty of affordable furniture in our area we're just going to do that but when we leave we're replacing the whole bedroom furniture like it will all get done together in a place that's not so remote so you know that that's one i know i can get rid of when we leave is the The dresser without a leg. (laughs) A dresser with a missing leg. Well, thank you again for being here. I know you told us about moving with the military. Where to find the show? Where can everyone find you on socials if they want to watch your journey, watch the work that you do for our military community, and glean from all of your really good ideas that you're always sharing? Where can they find you?
1: Thank you. I appreciate you. We are on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and it's all at Moving with the Military pretty, you know, long to type, but all one word, we're right there. And each kind of uh, social media platform is a little different, um, which has been very interesting to learn because some of the things I do on TikTok, I don't do on Instagram. They just don't work. So each platform kind of has its own fit. So whatever you're into, we're there. And um, I, I really encourage you to watch all of the episodes, not to necessarily, you know, see me run around and be weird, but to hear the stories of the military families that we are supporting. So if you can head on over to VetStream TV, it's free. It's free to watch. I'm not the only content. There's lots of veteran related content on there, Um, but then you can can watch us and then maybe nominate
0: a family or two. It should be awesome. Perfect. Well, we will make sure that we are sharing that in the show notes for this episode as well. And if you are listening, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and share this with your friends. We appreciate the feedback and the comments you share with us as we support our military community. Thank you all so much for being part of the mill housing nation we appreciate you the mill housing nation is where you always have a community no matter where you are stationed